Welcome back to The Logan Theory. It is time to talk about dreams. I'm not talking about like going to bed and actually having dreams. I'm talking about dreams that can get squashed. Aspirations, you know, flying high, having this thing that you, you put all your heart and soul into and then in one fell swoop, it feels like your world comes crashing down. And I know that sounds super negative and why would I start a podcast episode like this? Because my whole thing is about vibing higher. But it, it's about this. It's it's about the fact that this can happen, right? Not everything in life is rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes you put all of your effort into something and it just doesn't pan out. Now, the difference between people who are successful and the people who are not is that the people who are successful tend to have failed more times than the people who have not. And the people who have not been successful have just not allowed enough failure to happen where they assess it, reassess it, pick themselves back up and continue on. There are so many stories all over the internet of so many famous people out there who were on their last dime or had done like, you know, so much and, and just not gotten anywhere or had so many rejections. And then there was that one that finally worked. And there are a lot of other stories you'll see, not of famous people, not of successful people, but people on social media who talk about just their failures and the fact that they can't move on. Now, I was kind of one of those people, right? I left Maryland in 2019 and uh, I had a bad divorce. I had a lot. It was just a new, it was a time for a new cycle. And I moved out to California just to be homeless for two, a little over two years, uh, living out of my car. But that's not why I went. That was just a product of my Saturn return and me being belligerent and not taking the opportunities to rise up, be better, bring structure into my life based on my Saturn retrograde, things I didn't know anything about. But along this journey, of living in my car and then every three months going back to see my daughter and, you know, pouring out my entire savings, which wasn't much, on her, having a bunch of overdraft fees, living in the negative, coming back, trying to find background work and audience work so that I could eat, but also make some money to replenish that just to keep that cycle going every three months. I, I stumbled across this superhero project and I found it on Craigslist and um, didn't think much of it, just, hey, this guy's paying a lot and I got into it and I did my thing and he hired me a bunch of times and from that came my own project when I started my own basically in the same genre because I had a bunch of ideas that he didn't want to you know use and I thought that they were money-making ideas and I started seeing this vision in my head of what his project could be if I took it over so that's not gonna happen so while I did a lot of producing screenwriting casting costume design set location I did most of his project for him uh, within the eighth or so month that I was working with him. I just, I, just, I just decided to spawn off on my own and do my own. And it was highly successful, made me a multimillionaire, and I was able to give opportunity to a lot of people. Now, it was a you know, the first thing I went in was just to make sure it was an efficient set because the first day on a Hollywood set, I was like, wow, this is terribly inefficient. This is awful. A lot of people standing around doing nothing. So I created my own basically assembly line approach where it was quick, it was efficient, 
Everybody had fun. It was all about laughing and joking and, and enjoying your time there because I had already worked all the gigs where I didn't like my coworkers or I hated my job or I didn't want to come in. Like, we're in Hollywood. Like, we got to... This has got to be fun. So uh, there was all of that. I created a family slash team environment. I wanted everybody to feel like they could confide in each other, that there was definitely trust there. And we had that. But after so many years of doing that, I was like, it's time to evolve. And uh, it led to this, right? So I've got a bunch of hats here. If you're watching, you can see them. If you are... Um, listening, then you have no idea what I'm showing. But these are different mock-ups of different hats that we had, which led us to um, to a lot of uh, crowdfunding. We did a Kickstarter project. It was uh, $30,000 in three weeks, and we surpassed it at $43,000. We even got $10,000 from the mayor of Kilgore in Texas because we were supposed to film there. And he really liked the idea, liked what we were doing, and was fully supportive. And we had a lot of people in that town that were just like rallying for us, even a billboard uh, that was kind of, not kind of, it was definitely showing that a superhero was there. We were on the news, Fox, I don't remember which one, but Fox News, ABC, CBS, we're in all the news. We were in the newspaper. We were just flying high with this thing. And the project was called Night Shadow. If you're watching, you can see it on my shirt. Um, also another hat that I'm wearing. Also the mannequin in the back, for those of you who are watching, you see her, she's blurred right now. If I move out of the way, it might focus. No, it didn't. <laughs> but she is there as a reminder for me, right? This is a huge dream of mine. And what I did is I took a, a lot of stories and characters from the, this project that I've been working on for a couple of years. It was all tied in, in my mind, to me leaving my daughter and having to prove myself to her. And I uh, worked with some people and I evolved some of the characters and I created a, I wrote in two days, I wrote a uh, almost three hour feature film script and um, <clears throat> I sought out funding. I literally sent between 150 to 350 emails per night for about six to seven months. Anyone who probably could have given money, I probably found them. Like I'm really good at going to the dark recesses of the internet and finding things. And I found a lot of people and I had garnered quite a bit of interest, especially since this was all about female empowerment for me. I believe in supporting strong strong female characters, strong females in general. I'm a, a dad, a girl dad. I have three daughters now, and I am very much about making sure that any men are actual men, not alphas, but highly supportive, high quality men and the women um, come into their own and see their own value. So this is before Wonder Woman came out. This is kind of on the precipice of the feminist movement coming in, but it, it really wasn't much of anything when we started this. And the idea that a female lead did not have to be caught in a love triangle, that if you swapped her out for a male, that the story didn't really change much. And that though that is true, that when you put her in like a fight scene, she wasn't like beating brawny dudes up with one punch, right? And she went through the entire uh, story arc of a superhero from the low lows to the high highs back to the low lows. She, she gets her butt kicked in this movie. And like I said, I only wrote it in two days. Eventually, after we got funding, my wife sat there in a Panera Bread five days in a row and just slashed my script to death. 
Uh, and then we had a couple more days where we discussed it and five more days where I rewrote it. So you know, about two weeks total time. I write pretty quick. I write from inspiration and whatnot. I actually like see it in my head and then I'm just kind of documenting what I'm seeing. So it's an interesting workflow that I have. But anyway, you know, we worked this Night Shadow. She was the masked vigilante. This is before masks was a thing, right? So, you know, revisiting this, we may have to revisit certain things because cultural awareness and whatnot. But I even had Jake Bloom. Uh, you may or may not know the name, but he, he passed away recently. Rest in peace. But he was the founder of one of the most successful Hollywood law firms that greenlit most movies. And I had a phone interview with him through a couple of other people that I knew. And the only reason that he didn't greenlight it because he loved it was because I didn't want to use A-list actors. I wanted to I wanted to make actors. I wanted to create people. I didn't want to sell it based off of the name. I wanted to sell it based off of the IP. And, you know, unfortunately, that was the only disagreement there. Had I gone and secured for the ISA, which are the international sales agents to pre-book everything, we would have been fine. But, you know, I didn't want to do that. So I stuck to my guns. Eventually, I did find two other investors. They were coming in peri pasu. One was matching funds. One was initial funds. And over a couple of months, I decided to cut one of them out. And uh, I just felt that this guy was super shady. Funny enough, I found out that this dude's in jail now for trying to rip off Hollywood producers. <laughs> so intuition was spot on. This is before astrology. This is before anything like that, right? So I signed the deal in November of 2020. No, sorry. November 2016. November 22nd of 2016, right? 1122 felt super, what's the word we use in the spiritual community? Um, synchronistic. Felt super synchronistic. You know, even before I believed in any of that, I was like, ooh, those are strong numbers, right? A couple of years passed, kept being these all, all these weird delays. And ultimately, our contacts in the major world banks in September of 2019 told us they're not funding it. They're not putting any energy, any money, any finances into anything like what I'm doing. They are putting all their money into what they called a black swan event, uh, something that was being released that was worldwide, global. It was an initiative and it was coordinated. And that's really all I got and my dream was dead. Now we know what that is now because <laughs> it all played out in 2020 into 2021. But yeah, there were hundreds of people who were involved. The AD for Spider-Man had already broken down our entire script by location, by everything, just did the entire thing. Obviously, I paid him, um, but he was expecting a, a different payday from the actual movie. The effects and wardrobe team, they were they were attached to it. We were actually going to be partnering to bring them and absorb them in a way into our company, into our, uh, into our holding company. Uh, and this team, they're behind most of the sci-fi movies you have watched in the last 30 years. They've been around for a long time. They're very good at what they do. And they helped me design, you know, one of the main characters as well. Some of the... Um, especially the way the armor and everything worked, uh, that was them. So, you know, we're, we had all of this and we had a bunch of people, great stunt people from, you know, sets to stunts to creatives for our comic book company. We were creating a nice little, little team that was going to further stories in multiple mediums. We were creating an app. We actually had an entire corporate structure set up for multiple things that didn't seem relevant, like a liquor company and uh, hospitality services and a bunch of other things things, including fashion and whatnot. And all of that just uh, right down the drain. And uh, again, I can't, my life crashed 
hard. My life crumbled. I went into serious, serious depression at that point. And you know, I also had, because I've been in the public sphere for a while, I had a bunch of people who were rooting against me. And I think that kind of hit harder that a lot of people were saying I couldn't make it happen, that it would never get done, that I was whatever, you know, their opinions of me. And, you know, I had put some of it to be like, hey, you know, you're wrong. And uh, here it is. And, uh, you know, technically I got the deals and I have the signed contracts and whatever, but when it doesn't get funded, it doesn't really matter. And But ultimately for me, it wasn't even about any of that. It came down to the fact that this was a promise I made to myself for my daughter. It was like the rationalization of me going across country, living in California, you know, not living five minutes away from my daughter, but living five hours by plane ride and uh it just tanked me like my daughters my kids they're everything to me and uh it was it was tough i'll talk about this in another podcast episode but you know my my way of getting through being homeless was a picture that was on my phone as a screensaver and my daughter was doing this thing where she was holding up you know her first finger looked like i don't know why she was doing it Uh, It has nothing to do with what I took from it. But to me, when I saw that picture, I saw daddy, you're number one. And it was the motivation for for me to keep going. We had a lot lot of disappointment from this and not just myself. And that's another thing is I had built up this team and this reputation and everything. And I just felt like I let everyone down, let my family down, let myself down. And at that point, because everybody was in lockdown and there was it was just a flat red no, I couldn't even go find alternative financing. It was just, that was it. We wasted a couple of years. We built all this stuff. We even have, Ashley and I created a Hollywood film union. It is legal. It, it exists. We just can't use it. We never did anything. And maybe, hopefully one day we will. That's kind of what this episode is about. Because astrology tells us, and this is kind of where you have to bring faith of some sort in, astrology tells us that this is a sign of the times, that if I had known astrology back then, maybe I would have made different decisions on who to sign with, but it doesn't matter because I didn't know astrology back then. I made decisions based off of my best intuition and my hopes and my dreams. And I know that with the cycles of everything and where the planets sit now, that even had I, I mean, Ashley and I talk about this all the time, even had this gone through, there's a very good chance chance that we would have accumulated such great debt uh, just based on the timing that this could have really crushed us even worse than just like heartache. This could have been a really physical disaster for us, a monetary financial disaster, because we were putting things in place that would have accumulated multi, multi-millions, tens of hundreds of millions of dollars of debt. And that would have been dependent on the cycling of various enterprises that we were putting in motion. So all those things are still sitting there. All those ideas still exist. And many of them still apply on the astrological front. But I even have a project, I'll talk about this in another podcast episode as well, called The Prince. And I created this in 2010 slash 2011. It just wasn't the right time. I shot a pilot uh, test episode of it. I cast a bunch of people into it. Uh, We were moving forward and then it just kind of fell apart and we ended up doing different projects and this was not one that moved forward. But it's about the devil, Satan, Lucifer. But ultimately, it's actually about family, like on the underroots. And we know that with the phase of cancer that's happening right now in the age of Pisces, era of Pisces, that this is coming really close to the right time. I don't believe that the first couple of years of the phase of cancer is correct. I think that either Scorpio or Neptune, uh, Scorpio or Pisces, Pluto or Neptune, depending on how you read the decans, 
is going to be more important. So I know that within the next five to 10 years, I will create this, I will put it out. It'll likely be a fiction novel. And that's the thing that's kind of leading me to this whole thing is I spent the last two years in Tampa, Florida on my Pluto IC line and I had to let all of this go. I had to realize that what's in the past must stay in the past. And that Pluto energy means I have to rise like a phoenix. It doesn't mean that I have to let go of everything. It just means that things have to transform again the point transformation not that i can't do things that i have dreams about when your dreams hit a brick wall and it feels like you can't move forward it does not mean that you cannot do them and the dream is dead it means that that version of the dream is dead and it's time to transform if you want that dream and you wholeheartedly want it you can manifest it you can focus on it and that is what we've done that night shadow project that 40.8 million dollar deal that started as an 88 million dollar deal which all came crushing down like the tower card in tarot that card even that is about transformation it is not about it's over it is about what can be in place of what was and that's what we're doing is we're taking that comic book company we're converting it to like this manga hybrid and we're interjecting uh, cgi type of cartoon animation and other ways to film this to get back to the film point that we want in a very different direction and this is what i am telling you. You need to look at your dreams and if you could not accomplish one, maybe the timing was wrong. Divine timing is very real in astrology and it could be the right time to go back and look at it. We just went through a whole host of retrograde planets. We have Pluto. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's my chart. We have the South Node for me coming over Pluto, but in Libra uh, and we have all this Scorpio energy that's going on. And for me, a lot of that is being activated. So look to see what you got going on and look at to see those things. You're like, oh, I wish I could have done those. You can do those. You just might not be able to do them in the same way. Whatever your dreams are, don't let a setback minor or major, in my case, keep you down. You need to feel, you need to process, you need to realize that you're human, things happen, things hurt, but then you need to get back up because otherwise you will stay a failure and you will not become successful. And that's the key. Remember, that's the delineation is that people who are successful have also failed probably more than you, but then they get back up. And all of my successes that have happened, I need to also give myself credit for because I have a hard time doing that, a lot of us do. So rise again, acknowledge the change that needs to happen, and then go. My wife always says, if you wanna start something, start it. And I've taken that on and I give that same advice to my clients as well. The only way forward is to level up each time. And in other words, the only way forward is to vibe higher.